B C A B C A B C A B C Stash, I'm your host, Uppy. With me is Stash. Stash, how are you doing this fine Monday night? Well, it's Monday, and uh, just finished my five-day week, drinking some great beer and hanging out with my good friend, so I guess I can't complain. How are you? I'm good. What is, uh, before we get started, what is your great beer that you're drinking down there in uh, Moreno Valley? Well, you know, I'm, I'm, in the, I'm in the deserts of all deserts down here. <laughs> Even the desert has a better drinking... <clears throat> Um, opportunities than I do. Uh, mm-hmm. So right now I'm doing the big wave golden ale uh, out of the Kona. Nice. It's uh, really good. Um, actually, not really good. I, I should change that. I should change that word to. It's it's very acceptable for this hot temp out that we got because we're a dry hot. And so I would uh, say do some big wave, guys. This golden ale is not so bad. No. Um, yeah, so we spent some time on the islands last year, and uh, I've had a few of their beers. Um, I think the, isla- the IPA, whatever it is, was the only one I truly cared for. But I tried them all, because on the island, there's only so much variety. And when I travel, I like to try to keep it local. And um, they have some winners, for sure. I couldn't name you what they are, but they do have some winners. And uh, um, unlike you, I'm starting my five-day week, so... My mood tonight is a little bit different than yours, but mm-hmm. I'm in high spirits, and, and I'll tell you why. I'm in high spirits because right now, as everyone is here listening to this, we um, have some new listeners tonight. Thanks to the makers of the beer I'm drinking, Blaker Brewing and Series California. Um, as you remember, last week I featured their Now or Never number two um, Double New England IPA last week. Absolutely loved it. Went back because they have a special limited release called Cashmere Couture. Um, I apologize if uh, my French sounding um, abilities is a little off tonight, but um, <clears throat> it is. You're not. Lim- you're not. You're not very French, right? We know that. No, no, I'm German. And I'm no, terrible at that. No, I'm good no, at getting yeah, angry, but yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, your 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 toast is not that great, and your fries are not that crispy. No. So we know. <laughs> no. But so I did. I I did. Um, it is a limited release, and um, if you recall, the backstory is um, the Uppies went out to dinner. I think right before I went to Vegas, and we were at a local um, steakhouse, and they had this beer. It was called. Uh, Buckhorn IPA. And I think it's a manager who took our order because one of those places where you go to the counter, you uh, pay there, then you go sit down and get your sodas, whatever. And the guy was telling me, he's like, yeah, this is from Ceres. Like, they make it just, they make this beer just for us. And it was really awesome. Like, one of the more solid IPAs I've had in a long time. And so when I got home, I looked up Blaker Brewing. And they have this extensive list of beers. I'm like, how have I missed these guys all this time? But, so, I have, so like I said, it's Cashmere Couture. It is a limited 
um, release Hazy IPA, which I think pretty much in layman's terms, that means they don't filter it as much. Um, if you were to pour it out in a glass, like most beers, you know, the heavier ones, you can kind of see some clarity in it. Um, hazies are usually a little bit more cloudy in the glass. And um, I want to read the description of this beer to you in uh, Blaker Brewing's words. Um, it's a hazy. It's a limited edition. It is comes in at 6.8% um, alcohol by volume. It includes uh, peach, melon, and stone fruit. And um, let's see. It says, reaping new and fashionable hops such as cashmere, Idaho 7, and Belma. This hazy IPA approaches with a soft, juicy, and refined mouthfeel. It dazzles some of our Blaker fam with flavors of peach, melon, stone fruit, and is perfect for the rest of these last hot summer days. And I think the one thing in that description that is most understated, because um, you know as well as I do, it gets hot as shit where we live. Um, these next three days especially are going to be like 105 in that ballpark. Um, this is a beer. The, the fruit taste does come through. But not to the point, like, I'm one of those people where I can't have um, too much of the citrus taste or too much of the fruit taste. Otherwise, it just kind of turns me off a little bit. Uh, I'm not sure if that makes me normal or crazy. But I do get the fruit, but it's it's just there. It's a complement to the rest of the beer. And it delivers on what you want in a hazy, um, which is the IPA taste, but not so much of the bitter. And the part I love most about it is this tastes like a beer that I can come home to tomorrow when it's hot as shit. And still drink it. Which is hard to achieve when you're in IPA status. Because usually IPA is something you want to drink with a little bit colder. Something you can take more time to drink. But this is the main success of this beer, I think. Is the fact that I could probably come home tomorrow when it's really hot. And still drink it. And I'm pissed this yeah, limited it sounds, edition. <laughs> it sounds... It, I, I must say it's, it sounds fucking delicious. Considering that uh, I'm not there drinking it with you. Well, I will tell you this. So, so I plan on um, I plan on going back Saturday. Um, they have a lot of beers I still would like to try, but to be honest, if this beer is there, and if now or never number two is still there, I probably won't be able to get myself to try any of the other beers. And I'm not sure of the legalities of it, but if I can get my hands on another four-pack, maybe I'll see if one can't find its way down there. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, yeah. I'm not sure of the well, legalities of sending beer. It's probably um, against the law. The legalities but. are um, you just send them prohibition status. That's that's all it is. Sweet. That's the legalities. Sweet. Yeah. Anywhere, anytime, any way you can, you send them. Bus, boat, train, or automobile. Yeah. I'll, I'll see yeah. if Al Capone knows some people for me. They can help me out in this endeavor. But mm-hmm. um, yeah. if you're listening. Nucky Thompson's uh, out there. Right. Mm-hmm. If you're listening because you're a, a Blaker friend fan um, who was smart and was on the train a lot longer than I have been on, um, if you haven't tried it, go get it. You won't be, you won't regret it. Just go get some. But all I ask is save me a four pack on Saturday, please. I want there to be at least one last four pack ready for me to pick up Saturday around noon. So save me four, but please buy out the rest because they deserve it. The beer is delicious. Um, make sure you're checking out the other stuff. Like I said, I, I'm a huge um, fan of the New England's, and that Now or Never number two is um, probably my biggest beer crush right now. Yeah. Truth be told. 
like if you ever gone to your favorite restaurant and you can't get yourself to order something else, that's how I am with the, these two beers. Is I could go there, nice. I can pretend I'm going to try something else, but I'm not. Yeah. But man, I'm I'm just so happy. I, I'm sorry to make you jealous, Dash, that these guys are seven miles from my house. But I, I'm really blessed to have such a good beer scene surrounding me. I I, I am um, actually very jealous because uh, I literally live in the desert <laughs> of deserts. I'm I'm the desert of a desert. The desert has the literal desert has uh, far more drinking opportunities than the desert I live in today. So <laughs> that sure tell you where I live, and that's sad. Every, can, everyone man, deserves good beer. No, I, here, here's 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 how much of a desert I live in. Okay, I went and drove literally an hour and a half to go see my sister-in-law, and there was a brewery a mile from her house. A mile. A mile. Wow. Okay. And here I am, a mile distance from my house. Stater Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> there, that's what I got. It sucks. I got nothing more, unless you, you know, not even, not even a good, uh, um, um, just you know, mom and pop type of place where you can go and get a good meal. Nothing. Wow. I don't know why I live in such a weird area. I that's would why think people move out here. I would think your people want what my people want. That's just something to hold on to. You know what I mean? Like, but. Yeah, it's weird. Like, well, you know what's crazy about our area is this. is like, like, we have so much taco Mexican food. Okay. And so everybody knows is that I am uh, of the, uh, what you call, uh, of the Hispanic descent or, yeah, whatever. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. We got a lot of that over here. Okay. I I uh I like to eat other foods, okay? I, I I don't want tacos all the time. Maybe I want some South American or Central American or you know, I want some other foods, but no, we got tacos. People love tacos <laughs> here. Um pizza and um after that it's chain restaurants. Right. Get your McDonald's, Jack in the Box, J uh uh um you got your <clears throat> BJ's, which, you know, I think everybody has a BJ in their own area. Um, right, we have one in Modesto. That's it. Yeah. yeah, that's it. That's 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 what we got. That's that's our thing. Kind of sad. I got nothing to... Nothing. <laughs> now, speaking of tacos, I'm, I'm on uh, Blaker Brewing's uh, Facebook page right now. And they posted yesterday about how Sunday is... All you can eat tacos and your choice of beer. Yeah, I might know what I'm doing okay. this Sunday, but I was planning on going down there Saturday. But do it Sunday so that you can do a, a a tasting pair, right? And then and then you can tell me how great a certain beers with the carnesada or the carnitas or their, you know. Right. Well, they also have a th- they also have a thing Friday, which I can't make, which is sad. Friday they have a food pairing with um, pizza from six to nine, where you can. Um, That's too easy. That's too easy, guys. Come on, come on, Blaker Brew. The tacos nah. is the best one. 
No, because yeah. the tacos oh, isn't yeah. meant to be paired with beers. The tacos are just tacos. No. Tacos go tacos? good with any beer. No. No, 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 no. I can't I can't eat tacos in the Sierra Nevada. I can't do it. Something like I drink some water. Well just because you're weak but sauce. If drinking Heineken all the if, time. If they got if they got a good taco that comes out and I'm like, okay, this blonde goes really well with it because they, they paired the right type of sauce. Uh, they, they they paired the right type of um, uh, marinade in the meat. Um, that's something that I would I would definitely you know try and say give my endorsement to, but you have to hit it like right on the note. Like it has to taste just right. Where I I I taste a sweet maybe a chipotle and a a blonde ale or some type of ale that you got. That could be it. You never know. I'm just saying. Well, the 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 thing Finally. is the the tacos are to promote promote coming out with your loved ones. It's not it's not just showing up to yourself to get away from your family. It's to bring your family and friends. <laughs> it's supposed to, you know. The pizza is meant to be a pairing thing. Oh, oh, I was I was showing up thinking that it was a one a one man one man bam thank you man type of thing. No, so their their post for the the taco one is this weather is perfect for a casual Sunday with loved ones. All you can eat tacos and your choice of beer. And the third. The fourth hashtag is family and friends. You're supposed to show up with your kids, even um, your family who you maybe not talk to all the time because you don't talk because of politics anymore, or um, the friends you don't see because you have a family, that kind of thing. The pizzas, if you want to pair different sort kinds of pizzas with certain beers, like um, that's what that is for. But I can't make it because, first of all, I work swing shift. Second of all, I'm actually off on Friday, but that's because I have a goddamn fantasy football draft during that same time frame in Riverbank. So I can't make it to their pizza and beer food pairing because that actually sounds awesome. So Sounds great, man. Maybe but save me some pizza. I'll be there instead. Saturday. Save me some pizza if you can, please. I'll buy it. Tacos is cool. a new pizza. I think tacos is a new pizza. I think you got to be able to like do what you can with uh, pizza that you can with tacos. It's like with hamburgers or steak. Tacos are the new is the new thing. Like, how are you going to pair this with a good taco? People love tacos, man. Oh, I love tacos. Heck yeah. I love a great taco. Who doesn't? But I got a lot of tacos in my area. It's not like a pimp. <laughs> I love tacos. Right. So uh, I do want to say two more things to two different groups of people, both related to Blaker Brewing. If you're listening to us because Blaker Brewing posted our link to our show on their page... Um, here's my challenge to you. One huge thing that we're trying to accomplish here is we're, we're still pretty new. We don't have a huge following. We do have followers, but we're trying to get over the 100 follower hump on Facebook. So, um, we're at 96 as of this recording, which is Monday night, August 12th. If you all can band together to help us get over that hump, maybe comment on our page link. You can find us on Facebook. If you just search for Uppy in the stash podcast, um, like us, follow us, um, and our link to the show, just comment, um, if you love this beer, the, the cashmere couture, couture, um, how would you describe it? What other beers of theirs couture. do you like? Couture. Thank couture. you. Couture. Yes. <laughs> thank you. Um, engage with us and here's my reward for that is we're actually coming up on purchasing our first set of merchandise. We haven't decided whether the merchandise is going to be magnets or stickers. 
which we were going to reward as a giveaway to our current followers on Facebook, which will now include you since you're joining us. But I will, if you get us over the hump and engage with us, I will double, I will personally double the order and I will give the second half of the order to Blaker Brewing free of charge, give out at their own free will. If they want to give it out whenever someone buys a beer that we've talked about, if they want to give it out as like a consolation prize on one of your, uh, Trivia nights, whatever they want to do with them, throw them in the trash. I don't care. Um, help us get over that hump, and I will provide that to the brewery um, sometime soon. Hopefully in the next month or so, whenever we get the stuff. Um, as my thanks to you all. Um, and secondly, the other thing I want to say to anyone who is staff of Laker Brewing, first and foremost, I want to thank bartender Mike. Um, I went down there Sunday with my mini-me at noon. Bartender Mike uh, saw my Cleveland Brown shirt. He started talking football with me. Like, honestly, if I didn't have said mini me, who's three years old, I probably could have sat at one of your bar stools and just hang out all day and got shitty. Um, and I would have been more than happy to do so. Um, so thank you for the staff that I have met who's awesome. But if you are listening, um, he- here is the Yuppie and Stash offer to you. Um, if you ever have a new beer coming out, you're excited, which I know you know how to promote. You're a good company. But if you want a new avenue, if you want to send your master brewer on the show to talk in his own words about a new beer, um, what hops were used, what process was used. Um, you're not a master brewer if you're not passionate about what you do. And there's no way, even if I was as articulate and well-versed as I would like to be, there's no way I could duplicate that. So if you want to have someone from the company come on once in a while to promote a new beer that's coming out, um, our mic is your mic. Stash, you got anything else you want to add? No, oh, I'd like to say um, come out and hang out with us. Uh, let's 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 have some conversation about what it took to make such delicious beer. Um, we know that there's a lot of effort that goes into it. It's a labor intensive to come up with a new beer. Um, it's time intensive, right? It's mm-hmm. everything. Everything's involved in making. It's not just, it's also not, not just one person. There's a lot of people involved in making a new beer. And we'd love to hear how it works out. I mean, um, California, I feel, is is the leader in, in, in breweries um, that is not the major breweries. And so I'd like to keep that tradition alive and have some people come out. Absolutely. I mean, we want nothing more to have experts on this show. And, mm-hmm. um, I have to imagine a new beer coming out is probably the brewer's world equivalent to, let's say, a musician. You spend mm-hmm. months, blood, sweat, and tears on something new that you are proud of, and then you have to put it out to the public and see how they react to it, and I, I couldn't imagine. Um, but yeah, any, any one of you is, um, is invited to come on talking your own words about the beer and the passion behind it, and um, like I said, our, our airtime is free if you want to hang out with us and spread some knowledge. Um, please come on. Just yeah, let us know. We'll be more happy. Yeah, more than happy. Yeah. Yep. So um, we're gonna take a break, a little bit early tonight. We're gonna come back. We're gonna talk um, popcorn style. Maybe a little uh, football preview. Uh, maybe some evil genius on Netflix. So if you're here just to hear about the beer, um, you want to hop off now. We understand. We invite you to listen to our most previous episode about Las Vegas, where we also talked about another um, Blaker Brewing beer, maybe not at quite.
quite this length, but we did. And um, like I said, find us on Facebook, Uppy and the Stash Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Uppy and Stash. And if you're listening on SoundCloud but would rather listen on somewhere else, we are all also on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. So with that said, we're going to take a break. Thank you for joining us. And on the other side, well, we'll have some more fun conversation. All right. you had a good break enjoy the music and if you're still with us from the first half thank you for sticking around Uh, we love to have you and um week one of the nfl preseason is in the books stash you're a huge chargers fan uh what's got you excited i I know i know we're not going to go too in depth because we got a long way to go here but what's got you excited um, you know what? I had a great run the first half last year, and I think that uh, with the success mm. I had last year, I, I can make that happen again, but not just last the first five or six weeks. This is going to go a lot longer than that. Um, we all know that a football season, considering it's football, is a marathon. Um, people may question and say, hey, well, it only lasts 16 weeks. Yeah, but you got to remember some of these guys, they they played Monday night and Thursday night and Sunday. And so, you know, with all those games that are plus the practices, right? So it's not uh, an easy process. It's a, it's very difficult on uh, the bodies of those who produce this labor. And so I'm excited for it to come up. Um, sin policy or sin, sin politics. Politics are always going to be involved, but I just, I just am excited to finally view it with, any crazy bull crap that's going on <laughs> in the world. I miss football. Mm-hmm. Football, I love football. I've always loved it. I love the roughness. I love the passing and, and the run games, you know, and, and watching uh, the play calls as, as they're coming out and, and you're calling them out or you're calling out the defensive play calls, and, you know, as they're happening in real time. That's what I miss. I love it, you know. I love seeing the errors in the play and you're calling it out and saying, no, 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 I saw, you know, Whatever it was, it was a halfback. It was a, a touch, you know. It was a his, his line. His feet didn't touch the, um, uh, the <laughs> his feet didn't touch whatever. You know what I mean? It's just it's just those dynamics of the game. Boy, that just makes me feel like um, it makes football worth watching, and I'm excited to bring it back soon. What right. about you? Uh, well, as we speak. Um, the NFL Network is on right now on mute. Otherwise, you'd be able to hear it because um, our mics pick up everything. Um, I'm pretty sure before we started recording, I heard someone in this house crack their knuckles. No joke. Um, they're playing the rerun from the Cowboys-Niners game on Saturday. I think they play Saturday, yeah. 
And it makes me excited because October 5th, I'm going to be there in Levi Stadium watching the Browns and Niners play Monday Night Football. And I'm just excited it's back. And, like, from as we stand right now, so we've, we have one week of preseason in the books, um, which doesn't matter much. But So I'm a huge Browns fan, as we all know by now. Um, Baker Mayfield got one drive in the first game. And they even told the referees and the other team that they're doing a two-minute drill right off the bat. So the other team knew it was coming. And even without Odell Beckham Jr. on the field, they drove like 89 yards and like, I don't know, like eight plays in under two minutes. I'm like, wow, this offense really could be something special. And it just made me even that much more giddy, you know, because, like, I've suffered through 20 years of shitty football. 20 years yeah, of shitty football. Like, this is my first chance yeah, of maybe seeing like, some good football. Yeah, but preseason is like the expectation of what you're going to be shitty of next year because half those guys don't make it. You know, so I, I my, my expectation of, of, of football preseason is always that take it with a grain of salt. You're not going to see it again um, and then move on, you know, because these guys are just, that's it. I think they've already picked by now. But this was first team versus first team. They told the other team what they're doing, and they still had their way with them. Yeah, yeah. After that, it doesn't matter that it was 30 to 10. The execution was, I know, I get you. The the execution was beautiful because, you know, if they told you and they still executed it, then you fucking suck. I mean, if they had taken the Washington Redskins (laughs) by surprise... Yeah, and did what they did, then it's slightly different. That's what I'm saying. But yeah. I think you understand my I point. Still, so yeah, yeah. No, I still love that. I still love that the fact that they they still have like these um, uh, training game practices that come up and they're doing you know doing with another team. That's awesome, man. You yeah. know, that's how you build the camaraderie. That's how you build the rapport. You know, that's why I love. It's we, a perfect yeah, opportunity. We're we're doing joint practices with uh, the Colts this week and. I'm a little sad Andrew Luck is still hurt, but um, the Colts were in the playoffs last year. They were probably in the playoffs this year. What better team to do battle with all week, train against a good team? No, he's not going to have what it takes. I think he might have peaked. He peaked. No. No. Luck came on strong last year. He's good. He peaked. He's not going to come back. Dude, you got too many. You got there's there's far more ad, advanced quarterbacks that no, made it. it. His prior issue was his um, shoulder. Currently, it's his yeah. calf that's bothering him. If you saw his progression through all that season, um, I think he's good. I hate to admit it because I don't like the Colts, but he's probably good in fantasy. I don't think he's going to be good in, mm-hmm. in reality. Our, our, our romantic lives of, of football players will be uh, high, highly fruitful, but our romantic will not be what it is. We've seen it. We've seen it, man. We, we've had, we've had uh, great games where we both said, man, these guys get so good. Like, how, how can they get more points? Huh? Two different scoring systems. Yeah, but Andrew Luck wins when it That's matters, though. He was in the playoffs Guaranteed. last year. That means something. He looked like garbage when the year started, but his Again. the more he regained his arm strength throughout the year, he looked like the guy he went number one overall. 
as much as I hate to admit it, because it's still bullshit to me that you can go from, like, 15 years of Peyton Manning and then just luck your way into Andrew Luck. Like, that still bothers me to this day, but... Anywho, moving along. (laughs) Um, So I finally, my family finally, I can't say I finally, I didn't pay for it. Mrs. Uppy finally got the Uppy household Netflix. Mm -hmm. The first thing I watched on Netflix was none other than a Nicolas Cage classic, National Treasure. Because I had to. Because Nick Cage... Is quite possibly the greatest actor of our lifetime. The second thing I watched that I've been dying to watch because we've had Brent and Liberty on here. We've had Dill Spears on here. We've talked Evil Genius. The four-part miniseries that dove into the Pizza Bomber case in Erie, Pennsylvania. You've already watched it. You tried inciting a race yeah. war on Twitter over it. <laughs> But I've now finally well, seen have, it, so how about I we... I have a very specific <laughs> critique towards it. That's all. But not, not all. the race-baiting part, where it's like, that's white privilege in the media. <laughs> that was race-baiting. Well, it very, was, it, it very much was, because it very much was. It very much was. You cannot come up with a title and a heinous crime and then decide that you want to make a... Um, Expose, a lighthearted uh, documentary, and humanizing them at the same time, at the same time. But can you, you really, do... can you really put down someone who had multiple diagnosed mental disorders? Does that make you the monster? By like, they can, can at that point they can't help it. I can. Here I am. I but that's hate. That's hate speech. It's not they can't, hate. They can't control their mental illnesses. Yes, you're 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 correct in the fact that they cannot. Okay, but um, just because they're afforded the fact that they have some sort mm-hmm. of um, mental health issues um, negates the fact that it is very whitewashed. Mm-hmm. They didn't like the fact that they 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 gave them they gave them that out. There was an out that was given to them, and then all of a sudden there was no responsibility held. There's still no there's still no responsibility held because they were given that um, that that out. They're negated. It, there's 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 no way for them to be held accountable, no matter what you do. Because you can say, oh, they were crazy, oh, they were uh, filled with this uh, certain action or this motive. And those motives are now constituted under, um, you know, regulation is under hate. And you're like, well, well, I'm only speaking about one of them. Hateful. One of them, one of them, only one of them had a diagnosed mental illness. And I think for they, all we I know, think the other guy, no, they both. Which, did. which one? You think like, Rossi? I like the the women. Yeah, yeah. The Do women, you think Rossi also the, had a mental illness? Yeah, women. The women and the guy, they both had something weird. He he had something um, going on in his life, so. It, it it couldn't have been it couldn't have been he was not a straight shooter. Everybody said he wasn't a straight shooter, mm-hmm. and then everybody wants to present present him as a straight shooter. Well, he's not a, he's not a straight shooter, but he's a straight shooter. Well, let me ask you an odd question. Something I'm curious about to get it kind of off yeah. that 
to kind of get off that part of the discussion. And this is very obscure, and it happens at the very end. Okay. So at the very end, the prostitute, um, Jennifer Hoopsick, was that her name? Yeah, Hoopsick? Jennifer. Jennifer. Yeah, Jennifer. She comes mm-hmm. out at the very end of the thing after denying all, after being extremely vague in court, denying previous interviews in the um, the the movie. Comes out and says, "Oh, he was completely innocent. I sold him out. He died because I gave his name up to these people, but." Considering she did that after she was cornered in prison by um, Marjorie Deal Armstrong, it made me want to believe if maybe she did that as a chance to maybe get them to change Brian Wells from being a co-conspirator to a victim, which would have meant Marjorie Deal Armstrong was then eligible for the death penalty. Does that seem plausible? Because that's kind of how I felt when she finally said something at the end. It was almost like, uh, maybe I can still get her killed kind of thing. No, I think um, what happened at the end when they were giving all these confessions, it was what that was. People were giving confessions, and what came about was that uh, people started piecing things together, mm-hmm. and they were like, okay, that's not making any sense, but whenever you say these two events happen, it makes sense because... You know, they had the forensic, uh, uh, you know, evidence of it. Um, Marjorie was just a straight psychopath, period. Right. I wouldn't believe anything that she said. Anything. I, I don't nothing that she says at this point in my life. Because she's more than willing to kill um, an innocent... Oh, not kill. Let's, let's, let's put this straight. She decapitated a head. Okay. She was part of an organization that put a, a bomb onto this guy's um, neck, um, knowing what it would do. So therefore, she is fully responsible for a de- decapitation of a in- truly uh, innocent individual. That's what she did. She killed a guy by decapitating the, his head by circumstances. And those circumstances weigh all in her favor because that's exactly what she did and she did not back out she didn't leave she didn't join the nun the nun she didn't join the uh, a nun convent nothing <laughs> stayed there and did it and killed like it was nothing fucking bitch <laughs> well I still can't believe Rossi went to the grave with that like he had a chance yeah. to like, like, I, I would have thought maybe at that point spill the beans because he obviously didn't protect her to the point where he got her locked up. But, you know, that, that part doesn't add to me. It's like, why sell her out to get her locked up but then still protect her in the very end? Like, why? It made you wonder, right? It was a little weird, like, how, how, how he sat there and just, you know, formulated this plan but then just kind of stood back and then like leaned back on his chair like swinging back and forth like me and and the other thing that sticks out to me is at the very I think it's that fourth part where like the FBI finally got the footage that the local police took or whatever mm-hmm. going around his house and they see like the diagram of the color bomb in the footage I don't know how he could take that and then not, 
even if he's already dead, I don't know how you can't go back and say, all right, well, we can probably pinpoint him building it at this point because the diagram for it was videotaped in his basement. And clearly, I think to some degree, Brian Wells couldn't have known a lot about what was going on because if you noticed, (laughs) of all the people whose houses they went to, Brian Wells was the only one who wasn't a hoarder. Everyone else was a hoarder. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Man. Way to make the, the rest uh, of those oh, who yeah. live in the area look I, bad. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, I know. And they were they always made it seem like, oh, that's just that's just what we did. It's okay. It happens. It's what we do. Don't worry about right. it. You know, they they normalize that part of it. You're like, oh, that's what we do. Until you turn the camera upside down and you're like, holy shit, we're gonna get crushed. That's what we do. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You're like, no, I got to worry about it. I don't want to die in a fucking accident. <laughs> Anyways. Um, actually, it was a, I'm glad you had to see it. What, what else do you have to say about it? Because it was a great movie. It was it a great was. documentary in the sense that it, it was entertaining, but that was it for me. It was only entertaining. Well, um, being the way I am, I absolutely hate the fact that there's no closure to it and knowing that there's no way we can get closure to it because I think, like, Ken Barnes is the only one alive and he's not going to speak at this point. But um, the one thing that fascinated me, beginning to end, if you take a little piece from the beginning and a little piece from the end, is in the beginning, Marjorie Deal Armstrong, I think they said when she was 23, admitted that she needed something that was wrong with her mentally. Like, she sought out psychiatric care. And one of those reasons was because she was disturbed by the fact that she couldn't have, like, deep and meaningful relationships with people. Which, I didn't have any thoughts that astute when I was 23 years old. I barely now at 37. But the thing that got me was she maintained that relationship with Trey the guy who put it all together that whole time. Like, it seemed like she found one meaningful relationship. <laughs> Other than Rostian, perhaps. Like, so that part stuck out to me was, you know, she held on. She held on to that relationship. Even well after the point where um, she was convicted of the murder. So, that, that stood out to me, too. Yeah, she did. No, she did. She did. She held on. And she thought there was something more there. No matter what everybody said, there was nothing more there. You yeah. Know? And I'm going to have my uh, my final piece. I think I'm going to have that. And I already mentioned it. I think I'm going to have my own little conspiracy theory that I kind of want to believe that Hoopsick changed what she wanted to say at the end for the sole sake of maybe to clear Brian Wells' name. I'm not sure if that helps clear her conscience, but she knew that all along. If she really wanted to get back at those people, she should have said it when they're on trial or something. So I think maybe a last-ditch effort to get Marjorie Deal Armstrong, um, you know, on death row or something. I don't know. I don't know. There's there's a lot of scapegoats in this whole right. story and trial, you know. So, mm. and then those who can't afford the actual district, uh, you know, an, 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 uh, 
lawyer to come out and defend you, you know that it's expensive and that's not oh, going to sure. happen. Sure. Especially if you got no money. And because it's, it's easily 7000 14000 turns into 21000 mm-hmm. very fast. And all of a sudden, here you are going, well, I had the first seven. What am I going to do about the you know, next 14, <laughs> right. 20, 21? So. You know, and it says a lot that Marjorie Deal Armstrong's lawyer from her first murder case, her first, um, said this was unacceptable. He's like, I had her committed four times. Four times, the the here. mental health institutions kicked her back out. This all could have been prevented if there was just proper mental health care. That's and unfortunate. We that We're not getting that. We're not getting that. So, anything else? Anyway, no, man. That was a, <laughs> that was a great uh, Evil Genius. Was a great one. Yeah. Um, again, if anybody wants to know how I feel, look at my freaking Twitter page. Uh, and so you'll know as I feel it's racist as hell. And they gave everybody a very humanizing story that should never have gotten a humanizing story. Uh, but they did because they were there and big and white like a Neanderthal hanging out. It's fucking evil geniuses. Uh, so you're saying if they you humanize know, them. I don't like how they humanize them because that guy lost his fucking head. You know, he lost his head, and he's still laying there in the parking lot. Well, fucking poor pizza. You know, bomber. the prostitute I has know. just as much to do with that as anyone else. I I'm know. Pretty I'm just sure it would have came I'm out just, the same I'm way pissed. if they were all brown people. I'm just saying, how is this poor guy going to get his head blown off? But nobody's held responsible. Truly held responsible. All right. So uh, <laughs> there you go. The first, the first true up and stash debate on this show. Yeah, the first we're cool. Thing, I know. The people, first thing we people only knew if people only knew our text messages back and forth, they'd be like, "Ooh, ah, ooh," and it's not really like a "ooh, ah, ooh." It's more of like, "Okay, this is gonna play out into the show anyway." So where where are we? So we know where we're at, and then we're like, "Okay, we're good. Okay, nothing else." Just know that if if. If on the Uppy and Stash you hear Uppy and Stash argue about anything, it's um it's a learning it's a learning curve and a learning lesson for both of us, um about how, how we feel or um where we see truth and knowledge or truth and 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 words or anything that come up in our life, and so nothing's ever set in stone, you know. Uh, Uppy can say something, and it'll totally change my mind, um and I can say something and hopefully it'll change his mind. Uh, if it's not too dark in the night, um, man, I love it. This is what we're about. If you want to come on and do that, let's do it. But we we debate facts. Remember that. Okay, everyone. Uh, fortunately, that is all the time we have for this lovely evening. Um, thank you for joining us, as always. Um, don't forget to find us on Facebook, Uppy and the Stash Podcast. Um, Twitter, Uppy and Stash. Um, if you... Um, are listening on SoundCloud, but rather not. Don't forget, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Um, Stash, you have any parting words? I do. My parting words are this. Drink more beer. Nice. Uh, Mine are, if you are joining us from the Central Valley of California, the Stanislaus County, um... Merced County, San Joaquin County. You make sure you head on down to Sierra's California. 
Check out Blaker Brewing. Give them your business. They deserve it. They have delicious beers and friendly staff. So give them your hard-earned dollars because I certainly will be this weekend as well. And with that said, until next time, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. I'm gonna make it bend and break. Say a prayer, but let the good times roll. In case God doesn't show. And I want these words to make things right, but it's the wrongs that make the words come to life. But who does he think he is? If that's the worst you got, better put your